Jumping Jehoshaphat. Welcome back to On the Bench with Beats. Are you guys surprised to be hearing us so soon? Well, we are too. Um, I am your humble host, the one that's on the roast, Cody Beekman, and I'm here with Daniel First Ready Beating. How you doing, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. So uh, we actually decided to do an extra little episode just because all the uh, award finalists for a lot of categories uh, have actually came out. So we decided to do a quick little recap and tell you guys how we feel. Heck yeah, we didn't want to do our guests disservice and we don't want to do these awards, awards disservice. So here we are to talk about that. And... We're not going to have the hockey day in history, but I do want to say something real quick. And I think you guys might know what it is. It is Peter Forsberg's birth. Oh, baby. And for those of you watching our YouTube channel right now, Cody is wearing an amazing jersey. Oh, my God. Tell them about the jersey you've got on right now to Uh, celebrate this bad boy that we all love. Well, this thing, oh, my gosh. I, I just, I'm gushing just even wearing it. Um, it was supposed to be the uh, Quebec Nordiques jersey for the 1995-96 season. And yeah. We're it, talking Wolf. We're talking shoulder patches with the fleur-de-lis. It's just, it's so freaking silky, man. It's, I, uh, you know, I had to get it. I had to. And I mean, uh, with my boy Popa on it. So, well, I would like to, uh, I would like to say this. Uh, this little mini episode, I guess, is dedicated to Popa. Gratis pour Fodelce Dolgen to Peter the Great. So let's move on to breaking down these awards, and I think we're going to tell you a little bit about uh, what we think and uh, who uh, we think is going to actually take it home. So for the first one, we got Norris Trophy. The Norris Trophy is awarded annually to the National Hockey League's top defense player who demonstrates throughout the season the greatest all-around ability in that position. So, our nominees are John Carlson, Victor Hedman, and Roman Yossi. All right, uh, Daniel, what do you think here, bud? Okay, well, I think uh, we got Roman Yossi deservingly nominated. John Carlson, a year late, probably will win it this year. Victor Hedman... Man, that guy will be nominated for as long as he wants because uh, he's a spitting image of Nicholas Lindstrom, in my opinion, in terms of the value that he brings to a team in both dimensions of the ice. So it's hard to know who's going to take it away this year. I feel like Carlson's more like maybe we should give it to him this year because we kind of screwed up last year because uh, he had a dark horse amazing season last year. Oh, great. Uh, and then Hedman, I think, is like, not going to get the attention maybe he deserves because he's like a perennial contender. Uh, but he he's, I'll never argue against Hedman, man. That guy is incredible. So, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about who I think it's going to go home to. What about you, Cody? Well, I totally agree about that sentiment. I mean, like, uh, you know, with the Norris trophy, it's almost like every year it's like, well, we had to give it to the guy who we snubbed last year. So, and I, Unfortunately, the way I see the the way I've seen the Norris go is that uh, the more off- offensive uh, defenseman normally gets the nod. So I'm gonna kind of I'm definitely gonna see I definitely see Carlson taking it home, 
But I mean, if you really want me to uh, like break it down to see who I like, yeah, I like Roman Yossi. Yeah. I mean, absolutely saw all the time. I mean, a young captain, a young guy still, and he can, and he really shores up that back end of uh, Nashville. He does. So I'm, I, I, you know, it's probably gonna be Carlson, but I'd probably take Yossi if it was my, my, my opinion. You know, and here's here's something I want to bring to attention to people right now. Tampa Bay is really good every year. Nashville is really good every year. That GM, Dave Poyle, think about the kinds of people he drafts and why he's been the only GM in history. You're talking like deals with Shea Weber. He's brought in P.K. Subban and got rid of him. Like this guy knows it's important to have a good guy on the back end. And Yossi has filled in those uh, skates really well over the years. Oh, incredibly so. And I also completely agree with you. That you're, you're actually touching on a nerve you don't know about, but... Maybe we need to save this for a different episode because I can break it down as well. But there needs to maybe be an award for, shoot, if we have the Selkie for best defensive forward, why don't we have a Norris-like award for best defensive defenseman? Because you're right, Cody. It always goes to the guy that has the most points. They don't talk about Corsi and plus minus as, as much as they should compared to points. Oh, great. So it's a weird award. It's like you've got one for the forwards in Art Ross for most points. You've got one for the forwards in defensive forward capability. But when it comes to the defenseman, you only give it for the best defensive defenseman, which is really offensively oriented. Yeah, I agree. What, and let, why not make a Bobby award? Uh, thank you, because that defense. is exactly what it should be called. There's no one that's ever going to win the Art Ross Trophy as a defenseman ever again. We got close a little bit last year. There, there was flirtations with Carlson at one point, but that guy, holy smokes, name the Bobby Orr Award after the defenseman who goes after the most points. And then, I don't know, who do you, David Lang may award for, like, best defensive defenseman. Right, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> stay-at-home defenseman brought to you by Quick and Loans Rocket Mortgage right, every oh year. <laughs> Make it happen, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. That's amazing. Oh, man. All right. So let's move on to the Jack Adams. Okay. Now, the Jack Adams is awarded annually to the National Hockey League's coach, a judge to have contributed. I always mess up con- contributed uh, the most to his team's success. So our nominees are Bruce Cassidy from Boston, Alain Vigneault, from uh, from Philadelphia, excuse me, and John Tortorella in Columbus. Who do you got and why? Uh, okay, so I'm a Canucks fan for those of you who don't know. So there's a couple people in this nomination right now where it's like Alain Vignon all day, every day. Thank you very much. Please come back and coach us. Uh, and then it's like, I hate you, Tortorella, because like all you – did when you were a Canucks coach is like run Luongo and other stars out of town. And here's the thing I'll say about Torts that I like. If that guy shoots from the hip, he tells you how it is. If you if you buy into the way he plays, people seem to respond to that. Absolutely. So I like his chances. That guy has done amazing things in Columbus. I don't understand his coaching style. I don't have to, but it's proven to be successful in some places as well as others, but I like Elaine. I like Vignon a lot this year. That guy has made 
all of the moves that GM as a are as sorry, they've made all the moves at the GM level finally make sense now at the coaching level. Like you're finally seeing these aggressive moves in the offseason pay off because you have Sean Couturier turning into a Ryan Kessler like player. Oh yeah. And so you're seeing this influence happening in Philly and so I'm I'm proud of Elaine a lot. Who do you like? I'm gonna to have to say Elaine as well. I mean, uh, when you when you really go look at it, I mean, last year was a down year for Philadelphia. It was, I mean, I mean that's that's just kind of how Philadelphia is. You know, they're up one year, down the next year. But I mean, I I got to agree. I mean, yeah, the GMs made a lot of really good uh, moves, and I mean, Elaine really stuck to these guys and had a huge effect on on in the locker room. And I mean, on NHL Network, they have uh, they have that uh, that special with the Flyers for training camp, and how vocal and uh, right from the start Vignal was from from day one, coming in, coming in, and setting an incredible precedence for a lot of these new guys, a lot of different kind of guys coming in the locker room, and to to get to where they are now, I I, I got to say Vignal as well. Right. And, um, you know, uh, Bruce Cassidy, he, he probably could have won it last year. Yeah, is he the Victor Hedman of, like, the annual coach of the year now? Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, you know, Boston Bruins coach, obviously. I mean, how many, uh, you know. I think he should have won it last year. I thought so, too. Yeah. I really did. But I, I really think Elaine is Elaine's uh, season this year. I mean, it's all awarded based on regular season right yeah absolutely. so it's it's kind of impressive if philly gets far this year because that would be uh taking the canucks to the finals taking the rangers to the finals and taking the flyers to the finals it hasn't happened yet but i'm saying like this guy's no slouch no absolutely so. not and i mean i've liked him everywhere he's gone you know in vancouver in new york i mean Alain, he has an incredible po- coaching style and it shows no matter where he goes where uh, I where where I see Torts fall short, mm. you know, and I mean, yeah, I, I and I'm not diminishing Torts' achievements or anything like that. He's done incredible things in Columbus, but it's I think it's Vigneault's to take. Oh, Charles Vigneault. Oh, that that man. <laughs> All right, so next we are moving on to the Hart Memorial Trophy. This award is voted on members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association and is given annually to the NHL player voted to be most valuable to his team. And just like the Ted Lindsay Award, it's Leon Dreisaitl from Edmonton, Nathan McKinnon from Colorado, and Artemi Panarin from New York. Yes, it is. And and that's pretty common to see that, you know, be the same. So, I mean... Are the writers going to vote any differently than the players? Uh, that's a that's a tough one to figure out. Uh, I still like Drysital a lot, but um, it's it's harder to like. I guess it's easier to make a case for McKinnon because like he does more to that team individually than maybe the sum of its parts. I, I don't know. It's it's on. It, it's a tough one for me to say who's going home with it, but man, I like McKinnon so damn much. But hit dynamite, man! Like he should win one before he retires, more than one, maybe. Oh yeah, I, like, I was about to say just one. Is it going to be this year? 
I hope so. Is it is it fair? That's tricky. Dreisaitl's had a pretty tr- tremendous year. Like, his stats aren't just good on his team relative to the league. They're amazing. So. Oh, yeah, and that's the same with me, I think. I mean, I can see the Ted Lindsay award going to Nathan McKinnon. But I am definitely going to have to say, like, Leon Dreisaitl is going to take on Pretty cool to have some MVPs in Edmonton, you know. Like, don't screw this up, guys. Make it a 91-92 Pittsburgh situation. Like, let's go. Yeah, you know? for real. And build on that. Let's go. Absolutely. Bring a cup back to Canada. For God's <laughs> sakes already. Oh, man. Free? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, they've got a, they've got a pretty decent uh, opponent in Chicago. In this first uh, play in the round, so we'll have to see about yeah, that. That's true. I mean, Chicago's always willing to steal. Uh, steal. This is how they'll steal series. it. Yeah, it's with the play in the round. Oh sure. yeah, and of course Edmonton gets the top, uh, the top drop pick. <laughs> if history says it has that's anything that. to do with it. All right, so on to the Selkie Award. The Selkie Award. This award is voted by our members of the Professional Hockey Riders. It's given annually to the player, uh, to the forward, I'm sorry, voted best to excel in defensive uh, play. So, our nominees this year are Patrice Bergeron from Boston. Big shocker there. Yeah. Uh, Sean Couturier from Philadelphia. And Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis. Who do you got and why? I mean, if they'll call it the Patrice Bergeron Award maybe at some point. This guy, if he's not nominated every year, it's because he was injured for most of it probably. Yeah. Like, you watch that guy play for Boston or Team Canada, he shuts people down. Like, he – oh, my God, I love his – I hate that he plays for Boston so damn much, but – God, I love that guy. Like he is so good. So I, I like Bergeron because that's the that's the measuring stick that you put everyone against, um, in my opinion. So that said, like I, I haven't looked into the stats. How's he doing in comparison to Couturier, for example? I think uh, I think Couturier has the worst plus minus out of all three of them. So who do you like taking this? Well, you know, I mean, obviously, I do have a soft spot in my heart for uh, the Boston Bruins. And, and, well, yeah, I see that cringe uh, every time. That Vancouver Canuck hate runs deep. Uh, Well, I mean, Patrice Bergeron, and I'll tell you right now, he is probably one of my top favorite players in this time. He is a generational talent. And I – I, I I I still idolize Patrice Bergeron, even though you know I'm past that kind of like you know lovey-dovey state for hockey players. You know, <laughs> you, well, you know, you're like oh, you're a kid, you're like, oh man, I'm Patrice. I'm getting Bergeron. in the ring early so I can hope to get the puck from him at warm-ups. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean Ryan O'Reilly, he's always a solid case for the Selkie as well. When he played when he played in Colorado, I loved his. Loved his all-around game, his defensive mind, his ho- and not to mention his hockey IQ was off the charts. Uh, yeah, dude. So, like, let's recap. Ryan O'Reilly's been nominated for 
like every award but the Vesna at this point. Pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like he is an all around stud, isn't he? I'm sure I'm sure people were campaigning to give him the Jack Adams award. <laughs> I mean, the man truly does eat, sleep, and breathe hockey. I mean, he really does. What a what a great all-round player. Ryan O'Reilly, like, you are proving to be every team's centerpiece right now. You've, you've got it all, man. Oh, you, yeah. Well, in equal values. That's well, what I love. And that's the thing. A Patrice Bergeron and a Ryan O'Reilly is a centerpiece that you need for a successful hockey team. Yeah, they're not going to score the most goals. They're not going to rack up anything like over. They may not win in any category, or maybe they will. That's the thing. They're yeah. just that good. So. And I mean, and but you know, I really got to give it to Gatorier. Okay. I got to give it to Gatorier. I mean, uh, his his last few years, you know, he he's always been kind of touted as more of like a, a skill for it, but yeah. he really. He's really coming into yeah, he uh, his own as like a backbone piece of that Philadelphia Flyers team, just like we were saying. Yeah, he's been a little bit of a later bloomer than some of these other prospects. I, I remember he came in pretty hotly touted, but he also didn't get to string together some consistent seasons because of injuries, too. So. Yeah. And it's I mean, good to see him coming into his form and maturing. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you can say this for a lot of different hockey players. You don't really sometimes you don't really find your niche in the sport right. until later. That's good point, Bobby. Very good. Point. And I think, and I think Sean Couturier is going to round out a re- starting to round out a really good career. So yeah, I got to give it to Couturier. Yeah, good, good call there. All right, let's move on to the Vesna. Because now this award voted by the NHL general managers is given annually to the goalie voted best at his position. This year we have Connor Hellebuck from Winnipeg. You've got Tuka Rask from Boston and Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay. All right. So I'm curious, like, doesn't doesn't Rask split more time now in Boston than someone like Vasilevsky does in Tampa Bay? For yeah, he does. He, um, uh, ever since uh, the emergent, like the re-emergence, I should say, of Yaro Halak, I mean, I I would almost sometimes even some some nights even rather put Halak in than Rask. So that comment right there maybe makes him not the winner this year. I agree. I agree. And while and while we uh, we stick down, uh, stick just fell down. Anyways, so and then we've got Andre Vasilevsky, who has an extremely strong defense in front of him. They always will with a coach like John Cooper, and I mean uh, Stevie White while he was there, always had strong defensemen. I mean Anton Froman, uh Victor Hedman. I mean he uh, and you've got Ryan McDonough. You yeah, know? and I mean, you've got a very strong defense down in Tampa Bay, but so this is what le- leads me to Hellebuck is that I mean, think about this: uh, you've got Bufflin leaving, and then you've got Truba who oh, yeah. did not have that great of a year last season, right? And not even a very good start this season. And then who else do you got? Lucas Spies. And then the did someone go away to? Rangers in the offseason last season too. The point is, I think Winnipeg lost some defense. Oh, they lost. They lost. That, yeah, that's and that's my entire point is that they lost a lot on the back end. And we have a Tampa Bay goalie 
nominated with a Tampa Bay defenseman for best defenseman. And we have a Boston goalie nominated with a Selkie candidate. Yeah. So you've got some like clearly amazing players at their respective positions as assistants. I'm not saying that they're not bad goalies. No, not not by a long shot. But you're saying it's more of a a solo effort going on in Winnipeg. When you want to kind of look at it like, yeah, I mean, you do lose a lot of experience with Buffalo off the back end. Yeah. I mean, you've got Lucas Spiza who, I mean, how many times have you called Spiza a pylon in your life? Too many times to count. Yeah, it's unfair. So, in my opinion, it's going to be Hellebuck. Yeah, I like it. And I mean, it's not like he's a slouch goaltender. No, he isn't. I mean, He's I don't he's getting better every year. Is that fair? Like yeah, I think so. Winnipeg threw a lot of money at him. Uh he is now a nominee for the Vesna, so clearly he's doing fine. Truly. Um so okay, I'm with you. You've you've convinced me again. Yeah, and I mean after yeah, especially after those Western Conference finals against, you know, uh the Vegas Golden Knights, they could have easily won that, you know. He's hot. He's It'll been, be interesting. And he's been so yeah, I'm gonna go Hellebuck. All right, on to the Lady Bean Trophy. The Lady Bean. So this award, voted by the Professional Hockey Writers Association, is given annually to the NHL player who best combines sportsmanship, generally gentleman conduct, gentlemanly conduct, sorry, and ability. So our nominees are Nathan McKinnon in Colorado. Austin Matthews in Toronto and Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly, shocker! What a big, what a big surprise! He, there. Did he win it last year? I mean, I I think no, because I, I think he got he got snubbed in the big, but he did get the Selkie. Okay, because like he he went like two years ago, O'Reilly from like a lot of penalty minutes to barely any, right? Well, I mean, his first year in Colorado, he went the entire season with two penalty minutes, two penalty, and that was. Those were acquired in the last game of the season. <laughs> That's the just like game. a ref trolling the stat sheet before the game starts. <laughs> oh, like, oh, Lady Bing, hey, well, check this out. Two minutes for holding. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it reminds me of that baseball pitcher in Chicago White Sox who had like the perfect game cancel on because of a botch call by the up on the last out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I would have I torn that. All right. So, like, is it O'Reilly? Because it can't be Matthews. Like, we should talk about that yeah. for a second. So. And, yeah, and this is the problem I have with Austin Matthews. I mean, the beginning of the season, he gets he gets busted for harassing a security guard in his, like, neighborhood, drunkenly harassing, like, pulling his pants down and freaking this lady out. And he, he missed a bit of, like, training camp. Because he had to deal with that. Obviously, no charges were filed. But how was that gentleman? How? Is the award given to the person that makes the best change in behavior? No. Like, no, maybe since then he's been okay, but he didn't start off so good. Well, gee, I wonder why. Because he's <laughs> on hot fucking ice, man. Yeah. I, 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 well, and I, I'm not why saying... Why is he even nominated, then? Well, because there's not another Toronto Maple Leaf pretty much anywhere in sight here. East Coast bias, right? Todd Zawatsky. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Todd. That's for you, bud. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I just... 
I don't, I don't see him being a gentlemanly player. I don't. I mean, yeah, maybe he's turned his uh, turned his act around, but I mean, that's a blemish to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing to have the same year you're nominated for an award that's the exact opposite of your behavior. Yeah, and I mean, the entire that entire summer, he's posted pictures of him just getting rip roaring drunk all summer with his like you know Pablo Pablo Escobar mustache and clothes. You know, just every picture just he just looks faded. You know? All right. So if he wins it, that's not good for anyone. I'm I'm calling yeah, I'm calling kangaroo court on that. All right. So then do we like O'Reilly over fuck, I already forgot the other Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. See, um here's here's what separates me uh separates Nathan McKinnon from Ryan O'Reilly. And I'm gonna try my best to keep the bias, of course, out of it. But um this whole year, Nathan McKinnon, you can tell all his work ethic has just gone up 50%. His work ethic, his attitude on the bench has, has clearly changed. I mean, last year, you could see Ryan, uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon at some times kind of getting into it with uh, Jared Bednar. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, you know, like sometimes you, you'd get a, a camera shot. Of him on the bench and he just like someone shit yeah, in his uh, chair. Yeah, you're right. You know? He didn't hide those emotions as well as he is now. Not, I haven't seen hide nor hair of any of that yeah. kind of action this year. And another another thing that sticks out to me is, I mean, let's be honest, his last contract, he was taken for a fool, you know. He signed low, 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 low after his initial, uh, after his initial interest time. And when a reporter asked him about about that, here was his response. I, I don't care. I'll take even lower money to stay here and win with the guys that are in that locker room. Slow clap. I mean, oh, standing like, ovation yeah, a little man, bit. Like, damn. I you mean, know the Scotia boys know how to say the right things. You're good people. Yeah, man. Like, I'm... Uh... You get you get comments like that. It's like, well, all right, I'd let you date my daughter, I guess. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, so, okay. And I mean, well, how many times do you see a pro- like a professional all star, just like superstar? That's true. Saying I'll take less to win with these guys. I that mean, I've got right you here. do get the superstars tend to be the ones nominated for these awards because. They're in the spotlight, which means how do they react in the spotlight? Better be gentlemen, right? Right. So there's probably guys in this league. Uh, shout out Tommy Wingles, buddy. Got the Sharks jersey on today. You were a stud your whole career, man. But because you didn't put up 50 goals a year, you're not getting this that recognition like you should. So like within these high-profile guys that are nominated, give it to McKinnon. Yeah, I mean, how many how many times are you going to hear that? Right. And I mean, if I got to really shout out to somebody else who would probably be so related to me, got to go Matty Calvert. Oh, good one. Matty Calvert. I mean, all his years in uh, in Columbus, that he's as gentlemanly as can be. And I mean, even this year uh, in, the, in uh, the Vancouver game where uh, he, he was knocked out of the ice, he's bleeding out of his head, and the referee would not blow the whistle. Even after that, he, once he got up, he didn't yell, say one thing to the ref, 
And even when he was interviewed later about it, didn't say a snarky thing, didn't say anything gnarly about anyone, and he just went on and was extremely gentlemanly about it. So I, if I if I could, I I yeah, I, I agree with you with Tommy Wingles, but if if it was for me, I'd go to uh, Matty Calvert. Yeah, I like I like that. I like those those classy guys like the Ian Lapierre who, when you're fighting him and your head without a helmet is going to hit the ice, he puts your hand behind your head so your head's going to be okay. Like, how those guys know how to do those things in those moments is split decisions. So clearly, base level, they're good people. You know? So it's, yeah. it's pretty dope to see those things. Yeah, all while you're literally waging war against yeah. somebody's face, but you have the right mind to, like, you know, care for this guy's well-being in the future by doing something like that, that's... And that's and with you know with a lot of these uh, superstars getting in with this, a lot of that stuff does get overlooked, was which is a shame. But 100%. I mean, as as far as as far as this year goes, it's going to be a uh, kid that way for sure. All right, we've got one more. It is the Bill Masterton Trophy. Okay. All right, this award voted by the members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association is presented annually to the NHL player voted to best exemplify the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Now, so this one runs deeper, definitely. So yeah. we've got Stephen Johns of Dallas. We've got Oscar Lindblom of uh, Philadelphia. And we've got Bobby Ryan of uh, Ottawa. Okay, so this one is a little harder to do without knowing the stories of each player because it's really about overcoming and perseverance. And I need a little help here. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll take you back yeah. a little bit. I know that Bobby Ryan's the alcoholism thing. Right? Yeah, well, uh, uh, imagine if he, he did went into the drug and uh, okay, so substance abuse program. Educate me and our listeners right now. Well, Stephen Johns, he had a lot of uh, post-traumatic headaches and put him out. For 22 weeks. Or 22 months. Whoa. Yeah. If, if I'm reading that correctly, yeah, I believe it was 22 months that was, he was supposed to be out. It was looking like he would never come back to hockey ever, ever again. So what does he do? He, he comes back and he does, does all, all the rehab he can. And he will be playing again eventually wow. soon. And then Oscar Lindblom was... Uh, diagnosed with cancer, and he just recently beat rang that. The by bell. the way, yep, you rang the bell. Uh, it was on the flyer, all of the flyers page. Uh, congrats to you, Oscar and yeah. Stephen, by the way. Yeah. And yeah, Bobby Ryan, he uh, he went into the uh, substance and alcohol abuse program that the NHLPA has laid out. So, with all that in mind, who do you take? Gosh. I mean, first of all, congratulations to all the nominees. You've obviously overcome some personal or medical or whatever issues to get you to where you're back closer and contributing to society. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats to all three of you. Uh, This is tricky. Um, I think it's Oscar Lindbaum because that guy, we've been hearing about his story, I think, a little bit more in the media than the other two guys. it's, it's hard to say what's harder to do, overcome concussions, alcoholism, or cancer. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I mean, how 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 you overcome it is one thing. How you handle it and be an example for others is another. I only like to think that maybe uh, Limbo can like be a better example because it's more of a communal thing that you go through. Maybe, jeez. Uh, um, I will say this about Ottawa: it's really nice to have uh, Anderson get a shutout his first game back after his wife gets diagnosed with cancer. Oh, absolutely. Really good for Bobby Ryan to get a hat trick the first game back after he's in rehab. Like these are moments Ottawa needs uh, a lot, but also it's, it's good hockey moments. It's, it, it shows the kind of power the sport has and it's, it's great, but I don't think you're going to win it, Bobby Ryan. And I, I don't think that's going to ruin the emotional state of Ottawa any more than it already has either. Yeah. Um, I'm going Philadelphia with this one. I'm, not, I'm also going to go Oscar. Uh, I mean, I mean cancer. And I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish any of the other things that these other players have gone through because I couldn't even imagine. I mean, we've all had our hardships and there's no possible way I could diminish what, what they've accomplished and overcome. But I'm going to say Oscar as well. Well, congratulations to all you guys. And, well, you know. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I want to say. I want to uh, congratulate all of these award finalists. I, um, I bid you good luck. And everybody who's playing in the playoffs, stay healthy and safe. And can't wait to see you guys back on the ice. Amen to that. And also can't wait to see everybody back on the ice. We're getting closer to the beginning of that. And uh, it's really nice to see low positive test numbers coming out of these bubbles and stuff. So uh, I'm encouraged that this is really going to happen. You know? Yeah. Hopefully it'll work out too. And I mean, like, especially, especially after travel, that'll be a big thing too, yep. is after the travel might see a little spike, but hopefully right. let's, let's keep that to a very low minimum for everybody. And yeah, so congratulations to all of them, and thank you listening to for listening to our quick little surprise episode. I'm sorry the boys, the other boys, couldn't be here. You know, um, this one was just a real quick go, and we just kind of set up and we shot from the hip. So we hope you enjoyed, and as always, check out our YouTube channel, especially coming up after uh, we are going to be covering the Dog Nation. Dog Bowl 10, so we're going to have a lot of juicy footage for you on uh, YouTube and obviously on the podcast, so keep listening, keep watching. Thank you guys so much for everything. Gratis again, and uh, what do you got to say, Daniel? You know, thanks for listening, guys. It's it's great. We're getting more popular. We're getting up. We're closing in on that top 50 in the U.S. and iTunes in the States. And those kinds of classifications will take all day long. So thank you guys so much. Mercy Buckets. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And Tusen Tak Til Svaria. Oh, uh, what he said, and in Finnish. <laughs> in Finnish, okay, yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, uh, check us out again on uh, Friday. We've got a huge jam-packed episode then, so 
keep listening and have a have a lovely uh, Monday afternoon. Later week, guys. See you guys later. Be much. We do the audible on JR. Oh, you know, you're talking about we could edit it in and be like, well, we're talking about classy. Do you want to talk about classless? Or do you want to keep let's that? Save that? Let's save that for the next episode. All right, cool. So especially because we just did all this. <laughs>